0: Welcome to Purposeful Empathy, a show dedicated to spreading more empathy throughout the world. Today's episode is brought to you by Grant Huron International, an on-demand coaching provider for individuals and companies. Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi and welcome to the first episode of Purposeful Empathy of 2021. I'm joined today by Amy Giddon, who is the founder and CEO of Daily Alo- Aloha, a mobile app for empathy and connection. Welcome empath- uh, welcome empathy, welcome Amy. How are you? You can call me empathy anytime. I am great. How are you? Super, thanks, thanks for joining. Let me tell um, our audience a little bit about you and then we have so much to talk about. So Amy, following a successful executive career in management consulting and financial services, you pivoted to launch a tech startup. You were dismayed by the division and dehumanization in the world, and you had an experience in a New York City subway station that set you on a course to reimagine how empathy could be rekindled in our digital spaces and in our lives. I am so excited to unpack all of that. I can't wait to hear about this experience in New York. But first, since you are in the United States right now, uh, and we're on the heels of this siege that happened in your nation's capital,
1: just human to human, how are you doing? How are you feeling? I'm still processing, to be honest. It's a lot to take in. Um, I started the year, what was that? Just a week ago, which was astounding with feeling really positive and hopeful coming into the new year and with the change of administration imminent. Um, so this was jarring, it was really jarring. Um, the images from, that, from the siege are still coming to light, and I think they're more and more horrifying as I see them and the death toll is mounting. I think it's up to five people now. So it's terrifying, and I think it's, it's just a very vivid uh, portrayal of where we are as a country. I also have some conflicting feelings, though, because it's also unmasking um, some some truths about Trump and his followers that seem to be just kept under wraps. And, I you know, I feel like it's exposing some rifts in the Rep- Republican Party that are going to be really challenging, but are necessary for the country to move forward and heal. So while I really uh, mourn the loss of lives and the desecration of what we hold dear, I'm also hopeful that the, you know, the extremity of the events is gonna cause us to move faster to a better future.
0: Yeah, I wish that for you sincerely. And if there's anything that um, really speaks probably to me like it does to you, given what, you, what your f- startup is about is the need for more empathy in the world and more empathy in our lives um, going forward. Yeah. Yes. So tell me about this experience that you had on a New York City subway or in the station.
1: Yeah, I would mean, be delighted to share it with you. And it's funny because I've told this story a lot because it's it's such a foundational story about my startup. But I, as I was anticipating our conversation today, you know, I realized that the story keeps morphing for me a little bit because my understanding standing of it, continues to evolve as I continue to evolve. So I never tire of telling it because it's always a little more nuanced. But the story begins actually rooted in politics also. Um, really going back to the, our election in the States in 2016, when Donald Trump was elected as our you know, president for the, for the first and now only time. But what happened during the election process, was that we became increasingly divided and polarized as we all know. And I think what pained me more than anything was a dehumanization that crept into our discourse at every level, not just in the political and social spheres, but in our neighborhoods and even around our dinner tables. And I happened to be you know, very liberal in my politics, but I didn't like the way my liberal friends were talking about and demonizing people that didn't think like them. So there there was a lot to go around. And and I was feeling just really heavy hearted by by the state of things. I I am a compassionate, empathic person who operates from a place I think of kindness as often as possible. And I felt really challenged by people that I consider to be like me in that way, speaking so unkindly and harshly about other people who are our compatriots. So anyway, with that context, I had this experience. I had a consulting job in Union Square Manhattan, which um, happens to also have a big hub, a subway hub called Union Square. A lot of subways come together, so the station is vast. And I started noticing a simple project emerging and blossoming across the walls of the subway station walls based on post-it notes, based on sticky notes. And every day I saw more and more. And at its culmination, it was 50,000 individual post-it notes filled with expressions of love, hope, unity, affirmation, togetherness in the wake of this divisive moment that we all shared. And I was so uh, uplifted by by two things. like the simple act of choosing to participate and feeling a part of this collective experience, and then also day-to-day reading them and just feeling a little bit of, you know, togetherness on my daily commute. And I started sort of, stalking the wall a little bit and watching how other people interacted with this experience. And I, I I could tell I wasn't alone. I wasn't the only person that was moved by this thing. And, you know, day to day I started, you know, kind of decoding it a little bit further and further and noticing how other people took notice, how they had a moment of choice, you know, choosing to participate watched how they found, you know, a stack of post-it notes and were really, you know, took a pause and were really thoughtful about what they wanted to contribute to this collective experience, put it on the wall. You know, they'd step back and take a picture and they weren't close up. You know, they, they took a picture from a distance so that they could see themselves in community, you know, with all of the other post-its that were on the wall. And then off they would go, you know, it was two minutes, but they walked away with a little bit of a lighter step. So, you know, I have this app for empathy, as you said, but I I, I don't think in that moment I was like, oh, we need more empathy. I need to develop, you know, do an app for empathy. It was more about, I feel a way, I feel something. And what I'm feeling feels like an antidote to how I was feeling before. And it was so strong that I couldn't shake loose that I had this feeling that I want to feel more. I want to feel it more often. I want more people to feel it with me. And I need to figure out why I feel this way. How, you know, how this post-it wall you know, had that magic moment with me. And is there anything I could do to bottle that up and, and unleash it in the world?
0: Wow. I, I'm so touched by this it's like an art installation slash community engagement do we have any idea who started it or is there a name to it if somebody wants to learn a little bit more about it
1: yes yes and yes um the the installation was called subway therapy and there is a subwaytherapy.com i i would recommend that your listeners Check it out because me saying there's 50,000 post-it notes doesn't do anything. When you look at the images and they're as far as the eye can see, you'll get it. The artist behind it is a guy, a great guy named Matthew Chavez. I stalked him until he would have coffee with me. (laughs) So we've had several conversations. In fact, I wrote an article um, based on an interview that I did with him because I just couldn't get enough of like, what was in his head that encouraged him to create this thing. And he's had many other participatory public projects before and after this. So he's an incredible person. He's also a teacher and does a lot of other things. So Matthew Chavez, Subway Therapy.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I'm gonna definitely check that out. So how does your app work and how is it connected to
1: Empathy? Yeah. So, so as I mentioned, I tried to like, I'm a consultant at heart, like decompose this post-it wall. Like what is it about this experience that made me feel the way I felt? And um, I didn't only look at that project. I started looking at are there other like participatory public art installations that invite anonymous strangers just who happen to pass by into this moment of what I saw as shared humanity? Or is this the singular thing that I happen to come upon? And you know, when, when you start looking, you start finding. So I found a lot of them. Um, one that I'd love to also just have people explore is called Before I Die Walls. And I think it's beforeidie.com or .org. And these are chalkboard installations and they're all over the world. They started in New Orleans and now they're, you know, they're public art installations all over the U.S. and all over the world, but they're all the same. They have an invitation to participate at the top, which says before I die, dot, dot, dot. And then... I want to blank. And there's just columns and columns and rows of opportunities to fill in your response. So that's another wonderful example. And the artist behind that is Candy Chang. And she also has done other participatory public works. So what I I looked at all of them and I thought, is there something that they have in common that creates this this thing, this feeling that I want to recreate? And and I, I landed on just a few key attributes that they shared together. One is that they were anonymous, which is a big one. The second one is that they're completely free of judgment. There's no feedback. There's no weighing in of any kind. The third is that they were open to every, everyone's free to participate. It's open to everyone. And not only that, but everyone has equal status. Like there's no popularity contest. A sticky note is a sticky note. A line on a chalkboard is a line on a chalkboard. Everyone's contribution has equal merit, is seen and heard equally. And then the last thing is, it's not like a free-for-all. It's not just like a chalkboard or like write your note here. There's somehow a cohesion to the experience that is created through a clear invitation to participate where you know how you're meant to contribute. So it makes you feel that you're in this collective moment of gathering around a a common theme or intention. So anonymous, no judgment, no status, common intention. And when I looked at that, I thought, okay, that's pretty cool, like that there's something that really binds these things together. But it also became clear that it it was the antithesis of what social media was serving us, which is rife with judgment fueled by status, right? It's it's a free-for-all, and it's far from anonymous. So I thought, oh, interesting. Like, here's some things that are working on city sidewalks that are the opposite of what our digital platforms are serving us. So that's when it really all came together. And, like, there's an opportunity to sort of turn social media on its head. So... Um, you asked how the app works. So that's the preamble. So that was my marching orders. Those are our deeply embedded principles. And then I had to imagine how an app could actually work. So you'll see the direct line of connection. So the way the app works is it's a two minute daily ritual of collective reflection in three parts. So it's kicked off by a daily question that I pose to the world It's meant to be thought provoking. It's in a fill in the blank format. So it's a little fun, accessible, Mad Libs-esque, but meaningful. It's meant to be a meaningful moment of reflection and pause in your day. So step one is you reflect and you answer the question for yourself. What is your truth? How would you respond? What does reflecting on that question bring up? And then you go a little deeper and you give it a feeling which is represented by a color and you now have your thought and your feeling, and that is your personal Aloha. That's step one, it's just you with you. And step two is that you send it off and it gets delivered randomly and anonymously to one other person in the world. And you instantly get one back from someone else in the world. This is a moment of reciprocity and also fun surprise and delight. I mean, it's really cool, like where's it gonna go and where's it gonna come from? Um, we're really global. We have some folks in, in Georgia where you happen to be right now, which is really cool. And then to the, to the aloha that you receive, you give them a, a, what we call a response sticker. And there's a bunch to choose from and they have phrases associated with them like, you got this or you're not alone or you made me smile. And the purpose behind that is to acknowledge to this person that someone, a real human on the planet, saw them and heard them, that they're not shouting into the void, but they were heard at least by one other human on on the earth right now. And then after that exchange, you go to the aloha wall where all the alohas and reflections fill up all day long. And you can just scan them, you could save them and share them. But for, for most people, it's a moment of perspective taking and real uplift because you'll see some Thoughts that are quite like yours. So you feel less alone or somebody halfway around the world who sort of, sort of said a pretty similar thing than I did. And you'll also get curious. You know, here's something, here's someone who took a totally different, you know, take on this thing. Hmm. I wonder what their life experiences were that brought them to that moment. And you'll be amused and uplifted and surprised and curious and all, and all the rest so, and then that's it. And then after a couple of minutes, you're done. You can go back and check later if you want, or you can just call it a day. We're also committed to not, um, you know, extracting people's attention. I th- think attention's really precious. So it's meant to be a brief but uplifting, you know, moment of shared humanity in your day. So that's how it works.
0: Beautiful. I think I would love to see the wall. If I share my screen, could we go on to your platform? Could we answer a question
1: in real time? And could we see a wall? Is that possible? Well, it's only on a mobile app, so you'd have to um, share your um, your mobile screen. Could you do yours? I wish there was a way. I wish there was a way to do it because today's question I found. I've learned so much about asking questions, as you can imagine. I've had some clunkers, I must admit. I've learned some lessons the hard way. But one lesson I've learned is that sometimes the simpler, the better. Today's question is, my dream is blank, hmm. which is so simple and so powerful and so beautiful. Um, I wish I could share it. I mean, I could read some out. Yes, yeah, exactly. please do, please do. Okay, I'm just gonna go, you know, most recent first. The, my dream is to act professionally. That's from Massachusetts. My dream is to write and publish a children's book from Edmonton, Canada. My dream is that people are more kind to each other. That's from Austria. My dream is to enjoy life and be a successful person. That's from India. <laughs> my dream is to become a, the happiest person on earth. My dream is to love life and be happy. My dream is to live a purposeful life. Um, my dream is to be happy, to be able to retire as soon as I can, to be an another wannabe actor, to be an actor and to touch people emotionally that way from Germany. My dream is to be content with what I have in life, to be happy in my career and to hopefully one day have a family that's from South Carolina. And on
0: it goes. And on it goes. Do, are you able to to show what the the wall looks like on your phone if you bring it up close? Because I think
1: that would you'll just be magical to, to see. At um, all, you'll and you'll you'll see the colors too. So let's see. I can.
0: Oh yeah, kind of like an Instagram feed. Okay, how fabulous! Oh, I love it.
1: modeled quite deliberately after Post-it notes. Yeah, yeah. The colors reflect their moods. If and you tap, if you tap one of them, um, okay, here's a short one from Austria. My dream is to move to Berlin to study. And then you can also see the feeling that they chose. Is this is this coming in reverse? I don't know. It says um, feeling motivated in Austria. So now it's you amazing. know what they thought, how they felt when they wrote that note. And to to any of the Aloha's on the wall, you can also send them one of those response stickers if it moves you or touches you so that there's a there's a way to, you know, let your insides out and share back with someone that that they've touched you in some way.
0: How fabulous. And um, the colors that you speak of, is it an arbitrary they choose or there's color coding, meaning this color represents this mood?
1: they're, they're coded. So we have seven colors. Each one has three moods. So yellow, I think is happy, joyful, you know, and, um, happy, joyful and excited. Orange is motivated, energized, and, you know, pink is loving, grateful. So each one has three different, you know, kind of sub moods within it. So I, I often scan the wall and depending on what i'm looking for i might go to all the blue ones those are people that are feeling maybe wistful or disappointed or uncertain and i send them extra
0: stickers (laughs) love it love it so what are you finding is it working what are you getting as feedback
1: yeah you know yeah the short answer is yes but i guess i should explain what that means you know my for me working means it's being received in a way that matches up to my hopes and my intentions for the app. And, you know, I do get a lot of feedback because we're still super small. like all feedback comes to me personally. <laughs> so I get emails and, and um, I, I read every review and answer everyone personally in the app stores. You know, we've probably got, I don't know, like almost a thousand now. And I, and I, I take them all to heart. So what I'm hearing is that um, people do feel less alone. Um, they are getting perspective. They're they're intrigued. They're curious. It's thought provoking to see what everybody is saying. So it, it has. It's sort of like this two sided coin of it's good for me. Like it's it's a it's a good moment of reflection for me, and it's enriching in that way. And I'm getting something out of seeing the responses from everyone else. And that kind of comes in two ways. I feel less alone and I also am learning something. So I feel like that's a win, you know, I'll take that. Um, The review that moved me the most, and I'll I'll never forget it, was someone said, I feel a greater affection for humanity. Oh, and I thought to myself, if one person feels that I'll take it.
0: (laughs) That's beautiful. That's exactly what you want your app to do. Now, what have you learned since you've launched your app?
1: About myself, about the world. Sure. Yeah, all of it. I've, I've learned so much. Oh, my gosh. I, it's almost like I don't know where to begin with that. I mean, so the easiest thing, the, the easiest bucket to describe is just what I've learned as a business person. You know, I was a corp. I mostly lived in corporate environments where I was rich in resources, rich in structure. I had people to help me. I had expertise to tap. You know, I was always a very strategic visionary person, but I had lots of people to help me bring it to life. This has been so hard. Not only are we resource constrained, but I know how to build an app. I don't know how to do anything that I'm doing. So the pace of learning has been incredible. So as a business person, as a leader, you know, I've learned so much that I never thought I would need to know. So that's the easiest thing and the most obvious thing to address. Another thing I would say is that I've really learned a lot about myself as a person because of how challenging this has been. I mean, I've really had to dig deep and let go of some things that I didn't really realize I was holding on to so tightly. I mean, the most obvious thing for me, well, what became obvious, is how much I thrived on getting feedback and pats on the head, frankly, when I worked in either you know, corporate environments where I always had a boss or I was a consultant um, delivering amazing work to a client who was very appreciative. So I was so fueled by feedback you know, all the time, whether that came with a promotion or a raise or just like a pat on the head. And having a startup, you know, there's no one to give me good feedback. I have to just feel good in and of myself and feel motivated all by myself with what I'm doing. And I'm really motivated by my vision and my mission. But it was really hard to have no one telling me that, good job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time, frankly, like to grapple with that. It's a very solitary experience, you know, having a, having a startup just anyway, and then this sort of not getting praise at all. Mm-hmm. It was just a very, it was, it was a, a reckoning But I think it also just prompted a a lot of personal growth. So that's been really interesting. And I guess the last thing, and not least, and probably the hardest to describe because I'm understanding it more every day, goes back to that Post-it wall. And like, why was I so moved to do this hard, scary thing uh, because of that Post-it wall? Like, Um, leave behind a lucrative and safe career to take this huge leap into the unknown. Why, why did I do it? Um, And I think that at first, what I would tell people is that I'm broken hearted. Like we need more empathy and kindness in the world. And I'm the one who's going to do it. And that's still true, but there's another truth too, which is that, I was so moved by that experience because it tapped some hard feelings that I've had throughout my life of aloneness and, mm-hmm. and not feeling like I wholeheartedly belong in various spaces that I found myself in. So I think I recognized something. like in, So the feeling of uplift and belonging that I felt seem needed in the world, but it also answered something that I think I've been looking for. So I well, think it's that, really personal.
0: Yeah, that sounds like, um, I don't know if I'm gonna get the quote right, but something along the lines of uh, authors write the book that they need to read. And sounds like you as a social entrepreneur have launched an app that you needed yourself, right? So that's beautiful. So what's next for your fabulous app? daily Aloha.
1: we have so much stuff cooking it's really super exciting so you know the app we have now is is a consumer app right it's it's available in the app stores it's um i'd love to mention that it's free and ad free because that's also like a deeply held uh value of our platform is that it's inclusive and accessible to everyone and it's ad free because the, I, I believe that the minute you're depending on advertisers, I start to want more of your attention, and I don't want to do that so I have to I have to be much more innovative about how to make money because I want it to stay free for my consumer audience so all along we've had this idea to offer our platform to communities for. Because, you know, yes, I want to build empathy in the world. I want everyone to feel that, better, that bigger you know, affection for humanity. But we're all in communities where belonging can be challenged, even day to day, whether that be uh, your church, whether it be your town, whether it be a professional membership association or your workplace. There's all sorts of communities that we're all members of. It could even be your extended family families are fractured now politically and otherwise, right? So you can imagine any kind of community. So we would like to be a community glue for different communities where a community could pose their own question to their members as a way to create a stronger sense of understanding and compassion and affiliation within their community. And the community host also gets all those insights from the responses to the questions so that they can be in better service to their community. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I've mentioned a couple of times that I come from a corporate background and I see the need in corporations for something like this so clearly, especially now with everyone working virtually and distributed teams. It's really hard for people to feel, you know, at home and embraced and understood and accepted in their workplaces. Um, So I'm really excited to offering it to workplaces and other communities for the hosts to get the insights and for the community members to feel a greater sense of belonging.
0: I see a lot of applications, wonderful. It looks like you've got a, a long runway ahead of you. Amy, I wanna thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been a delightful conversation. I'm so thrilled that we kicked off 2021 on Purposeful Empathy talking about daily Aloha. I'm going to become a member, I will download your app, we'll make sure to include all the information in the description uh, for this episode below. Anything that you want to add as a final thought before we sign off? Is there something that you have on your mind or in your heart?
1: I just want to thank you for the work that you do. Um, You know, I sort of think it's serendipity that we got connected. It gives, you know, I'm really hopeful for the year and the decade ahead, frankly. And when I meet people like you and others who are doing the work of empathy building and compassion, I'm, it just lifts my spirits. And I know, you know, there's so many nodes of bright light out there that give me such hope. So thank you for being a node of light for me.
0: Yeah, allyship. Let's grow the sisterhood and the brotherhood together. Thanks so much. I wish you a great day and thanks for watching. We'll see you in the next episode of Purposeful Empathy. Have a good one. What if you had access to your own council of coaches to help you break free of your thinking clutter, make that important decision and liberate you from what's holding you back? At Grand Huron International, you get to choose the coach of your choice. You get to do so anytime and from anywhere. Visit GrandHeronInternational.com and harness the power of on-demand coaching
1: today.